Welcome to this episode of Raising Karen. Podcast motivates by an educated about raising kids with special needs. I am your host, Marsh Naidu, and today we are joined by the lovely Hannah Webster, DPT. Congratulations, Hannah. Thank you so much, Marsh. So graduation was just last month, wasn't it? Yes, ma'am. About a month ago from right now. That's right. What are, what are your plans moving into the future, Hannah? Um, going forward, I still need to be studying for my board exam. I take boards in July, so got a couple months until that. And then um, still just keeping my eyes peeled for job opportunities right now. And in this time with coronavirus, it's been a little bit difficult. A lot of opportunities are, um, you know, the resources are focused other places, but definitely keeping my eyes peeled for um, a job opportunity as well. Hannah, I'm really curious about your experiences with the Go Baby Go program. Hannah is a graduate of uh, the University of Central Florida, and uh, the Go Baby Go program actually runs at your university. Can you tell us a little bit about it, Hannah? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I, for the last couple of years, have had the privilege of being one of the graduate research assistants for the Go Baby Go program at UCF. And essentially what Go Baby Go is, um, it was started by a man up in um, Delaware. And he, um, he basically saw the difficulty that kids with disabilities have in um, their limitations to have access to um, products that help them with mobility, like wheelchairs and just the, the struggle that people have to actually get insurance to cover things like that. And um, with a lot of the research out there that uh, that backs up the fact that early mobility is so important for every aspect of development for kids, he um, he had a vision of basically trying to um, make mobility more accessible for kids and make it more affordable. And so he um, he basically took ride-on cars, which you know there there's like these little little powered. Um, Fisher-Price and various other brands, little cars that kids can ride on. And he basically took everyday objects like pool noodles and PVC pipe and Velcro and some power tools and decided to make a makeshift um, adaptive ride-on car for kids with disabilities that would be easier for them to operate to give them opportunities to be mobile. Um, And so that vision started up there in kind of the Northeast area and then has spread to a number of different universities around the U.S., including the University of Central Florida. And so at UCF, we have a couple different initiatives. We have um, the Adaptive Ride on Cars, and that specifically is for children um, around Florida who have disabilities and aren't able to walk, aren't able to really be mobile and independent on their own. Um, and what we actually do is we, um, we get in contact with the families who submit applications and uh, free of charge to these families, we actually build cars for their children and we invite them to come and be a part of the build process to see how we're putting them together. We customize the cars to be um, specifically designed for whatever the kid likes. So if they really like uh, Paw Patrol, we buy Paw Patrol stickers. And if they really like things that are orange, then we buy orange pool noodles and orange buttons for the steering wheel and things like that. So we really try and make it, um, we try and make mobility accessible and fun and 
um, cost effective for these families. And that is that program is overseen by a physical therapist who makes sure that the car is safe and adapted um, adequately for the kid to make sure that they can um, they can ride in it safely. Hannah, what I really appreciate about Cole uh, Galloway's program is that he d- just doesn't center that at the University of Delaware, but he's actually gone mm-hmm. ahead to branch that na- uh, nationwide. Um, mm-hmm. So for a parent that's living in Tennessee or Montana or New Mexico, how can they find a resource that's near them of where they can uh, take their child to, to have a ride on car adapted for that child? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so some of those those main universities where the initiative was started, they clearly have Go Baby Go chapters, but there are also chapters at um, a number of different universities around the country. And so um, there's a website and that actually has uh, kind of like an archive of different Go Baby Go chapters around the country. And so if you or um, if any of your friends have interest in getting a Go Baby Go car to a family in need with maybe a kid who is not yet walking, not really moving independently, um, and uh, fits the different qualifications of getting a car, then they could definitely look into a chapter that's nearby. And I know for the University of Central Florida, we um, we had families come from all over the state who would come to basically be a part of our builds. And we would have families from Tallahassee and Jacksonville and, and Lakeland and um, South Florida as well. And that was, you know, that was kind of more the exception, but um, definitely those chapters are willing to help families if the families are okay with, you know, sometimes traveling a bit. <laughs> And I think that I'm just actually reading through here that resource, Hannah, and I think that's gbgconnect.com. So that obviously mm-hmm. that stands for go baby go connect.com. Yes. So that would be a good resource to check out. And I'll make sure that I link that up in the show notes as well. Hannah was exceptionally good to us and she's actually composed a uh, contributed to uh, writing a blog on go baby go. Now, Go Baby Go, obviously, as the name suggests, uh, is applied to more pediatric population. Can you tell us about the other program that you guys run, uh, Nights on the Go Cafe? What is that about? Yes, absolutely. So um, once uh, Cole Galloway really got this vision for helping kids with mobility challenges, um, other people started to realize, okay, it's not only just kids who have trouble getting access to products that will make them more mobile, but um, there are adults with disabilities out there as well. People who have had traumatic brain injuries, um, strokes, spinal cord injuries, rare, rare brain tumors, things like that, who have, um, who have a hard time getting around and have a hard time being mobile and being social with other people. And so um, that's kind of where the, the harness system came into play. And so what we have at the University of Central Florida is called Nights on the Go Cafe. And it is actually um, kind of like a concession stand type of a um, a cafe with drinks and snacks. And, and it's actually set up in one of our classroom buildings. And under underneath is... Uh, there, you have this cafe where there's a worker from Airmark and they are working alongside 
um, a survivor of stroke or TBI. And that person who has been impacted by disability is wearing an adaptive harness, which is connected to an over um, an overstructure that's actually surrounding the cafe. And when they're in the harness, it allows them to move around with more support. And so what we've actually um, done is we've um, run some studies through the NIH toolbox where we take um, kind of pre-participation data on things like walking speed, walking endurance, um, grip strength, dexterity, and even some cognitive and emotional measures. And we take those before people participate in the cafe, and then we take them a couple months after. And what we've seen is we've seen changes in the ability that people are able to um, stand up for periods of time and even um, walking speed. And um, we've also seen that it can have an impact on emotional status too, because these people who might otherwise be at home and be um, isolated from people have opportunities to socialize with students, socialize with a cafe worker. And they also have the opportunity to socialize with physical therapy and speech therapy students who come and assist those participants in the cafe as well. So it's a really, really amazing initiative because um, it's it benefits so many people. It provides um, an opportunity for students to come and grab a snack in a classroom building, which is just convenient, but it also provides an opportunity for that person with a disability to really engage more with their environment, to have conversations with people, to share more about their story, and to um, honestly, to, to feel like they can participate in life a little bit more with the help of that harness. So it's, it's really been um, an amazing thing at the University of Central Florida. Is that more like a, a volunteer position or is it more an employee position? How, do, how does a person apply to that program, Hannah? How does that work? Yeah, so um, the the families of um, the people that have uh, the disabilities can apply online, and then over the supervision of um, Dr. Jennifer Tucker, she's my supervisor and the one who started the Go Baby Go chapter at UCF. Um, she and um, a, a team of physical therapists they assess the candidates and they basically see um, what the mobility challenges are. And they look at the whole picture and they can um, they can consider the different applicants and see if someone would be a good fit to benefit from, from something like that. Guys, we're going to take just a little break right now. So go ahead and grab that cup of coffee. This episode was recorded after Hannah's graduation this May with her DPT, which is a doctor of physical therapy. I met Hannah together with Mariner Wright and Jackie Butch at the American Physical Therapy Conference earlier this year in Denver. This was pre-COVID. You can listen to the three of us chatting on episode 11 of the Raising Kellen podcast. So check that out. Congratulations to Mariner Wright. You are now starting your job as a physical therapist at the Shandy Clinic in Colorado. So shout out to you, Mariner. Hannah, this episode was uh, taped in June. However, it is July the 3rd and this episode is being edited and will be published today. So happy, happy birthday, Hannah. We are all collectively sending you 
good wishes for today as well as positivity for your upcoming boards. Thank you as well for doing your write-up on the Go Baby Go program. And so parents that are listening, if you want to find out about local chapters, check out the RaisingKellen.org website for that information. And now back to the program. Hannah, going back to the Go Baby Go program, how old mm-hmm. would a child need to be before a parent can apply for the program? Uh, are you looking at a specific age or does that child need to be at a, a specific milestone in order to apply mm-hmm. for the program or how does that work? Yeah, so ideally... Um, Based on the size of the cars, uh, some of the limitations are the kid really should not be larger than um, about 30 or 40 pounds, you know, the upper weight limits for the car. And um, it really is best if the kid can sit with a little bit of support. Um, And also they need to have um, an element of head control as well, because um, in order to sit up and operate the car, if a child doesn't have um, head control and if they have any instability in the neck, things like that, there, there are a couple of things that need to be screened out before a child is actually cleared to, um, to come and receive a car because um, we want to make sure that they're going to be able to safely sit with a little bit of movement side to side and, um, and that kind of thing. So really it's, it's best for kids that can sit with some, with a little bit of extra support. What I thought was really amazing was that how you'll adapt to the actual steering wheel itself to mm-hmm. where you all had this large switch that mm-hmm. fits onto the steering wheel. Now that apparently now if you press that, the, the car is able to move forward and just forward, right? How does... Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So basically um, on the traditional adaptive ride on cars um, or typical ride on cars, it's operated by a switch, which is actually kind of challenging for people to use if you don't have really good fine motor control with just being able to control things with your fingers. And so um, what we do is we actually rewire these cars and use these really big buttons that are a lot easier for a kid to be able to push with their hand or with their chest to make the car go. And um, like you said, the cars can go forward and, um, and the parents can sometimes help with the steering for the kids. Um, but really what, uh, the, the goal of using such a big steering object is, um, the idea that if you make it a little bit easier for that kid to independently propel that car, then you're giving them opportunities to control their movement in their environment and explore. Um, and that is, that's amazing. You know, some of these kids have not been able to really even have any control over, being able to explore their environment. And that is, that is really, really challenging. And so, um, the goal is to be able to make the car as, uh, as accessible as possible to that kid. And self-directed, right? Mm Self-directed movement. Definitely. So the benefits here for the child are both cognitive, um, social, uh, Mm -hmm. motor, as well as, um, fine motor, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And really what a lot of parents have shared is that once their kid, uh, for kids that really use the car and, um, and get a lot of use out of it, what we see is those kids actually start to start talking and they start to start moving more on their own, even without the car. And so 
sometimes it just takes, um, it takes more of that self-directed exploration for some of the other components of learning and development to really spark because those kids are being stimulated by more things in the environment. And that is incredible. Hannah, how are you guys going to uh, expand this program at UCF? What is in the pipeline for the future? Absolutely. So um, I know there's there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up, but I did want to share specifically um, one of the things that I think has had the biggest impact on our community is actually transitioning to having kids um, from like school age kids in our community be the ones who actually build these cars for the, uh, the children with disabilities. So um, a group of physical therapy students from UCF will go into an elementary or middle school and we will split up into groups and actually train school age kids um, how to build these cars and we'll teach them about um, about why we're building these cars and why it's important that uh, that we provide mobility for kids that can't move and kids that can't get around like they can and then we will uh, we'll let those kids meet the families and actually give the cars to um, the recipients and that has been a really special thing to see how a lot of these children um, are really moved by that and they they get excited they get excited that they're able to make these kids with disabilities be able to move around the room like they can so that has been really special and um, it's been really encouraging to just see the way that that has even just widened the awareness of disability for both like the physical therapy students myself and also for school age kids around the Orlando area and um, definitely have to give um, give props to Dr. Tucker and the whole Go Baby Go team for really just seeing that this is this opportunity is much bigger than just us putting together cars, but it's an opportunity for advocacy and it's an opportunity for building awareness and doing that at a very early age for some of these school kids who may have never met someone who's different than they are with a disability. Promoting inclusion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Hannah, thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak to us today about this awesome program. Uh, we value your time as well as your expertise, and we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Marsh, thank you so much. It's been it's been great to share with you guys, and um, yeah, I, I love what you guys are doing at Raising Kellen. It's really inspirational, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you, Hannah. And uh, we usually end off our show with, as always, guys, remember to get to the top of that mountain. This is Marsh Naidu signing off.